Showtime! Showtime! Woo! Hello everybody and welcome to the Red Ink Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason, at Cosmic Jace on Twitter. And I'm Joe, at JK Wrestling on Twitter. And we are both Red Ink Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, iTunes, SoundCloud. I think that might be it. Even Redbubble. Oh, Redbubble, yes. Well, maybe Red- soon. Yes. When I can pull my finger out. <laughs> um... And we are going to do a Clash of Champions preview, slash talk about our fantasy draft as well. Yeah, it's going to be a bit more of a relaxed feel, I guess, to our normal shows where we get a little bit annoyed and a little bit frustrated with things. We're just going to try and have a bit of fun. Yeah, which, you know, is is probably going to fast become my favourite podcast to do, I think. Yeah, Just same. because we don't have to be so official. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you'll hear, which you'll hear in abundance when the when the first draft podcast comes out. Um, we were, yeah, there was there were some things in that podcast that felt really funny at the time, but like listening back, probably weren't that funny. No, you th- at one point you thought I was going to the toilet and I was just pouring a drink. Oh yeah, I remember I that. I even remember that. <laughs> right, so we're going to run down the uh, Clash of Champions card, and we're also just going to talk a little bit about how it refers to our picks. Hopefully by this, when you hear this, our draft podcast won't be far away and then it'll all make sense of who we've picked. Yeah. So it'll all, it'll all come together when we, when we drop about three different podcasts in between tonight and tomorrow, basically. Yeah. So the first match on the Clash of Champions card is, of course, the kickoff show and it is Alicia Fox versus Nia Jax. Uh... Yeah, it's just there, really. I yeah. why why would Alicia Fox get a rematch against Nia Jax when she was so soundly destroyed on Raw? Who knows? Yeah, and why would she ask for one when she was so soundly destroyed? Like it's it's one of those things where like in in the realm of the universe of the WWE, it makes no sense other than the fact that Nia Jax can again look kind of tough. Yep, tough, tough, tough. Hmm. Yeah, less said about that the better. Although we'll see yeah. if it's a competitive match. You know, I'm all I'm always open to, no. to new things, but I don't think it, it will be. It won't be, and none of them are on our draft lot teams. So <laughs> yeah, well, we, who who is going to pick Alicia Fox or Nia Jax? Really? We we had thirty picks, and Nia Jax, who was picked what number six or something on behalf of Raw, isn't even in our either of our teams. So that says what how well they've booked her. No. If nothing else does. No. But you know what? She's not like most girls. <laughs> Who only take just what they get. The only the amount of guys that I've seen in Nia Jax t shirts recently has been quite crazy. Like I'm all for it. Just I I don't understand the attraction, like I don't like not attraction in terms of her as a person, I just mean as a character. I have no investment, so why would I buy a t shirt? So I don't understand other people who've bought them. I mean, I think that it might be an attraction thing, you know those like like a physical attraction. Those thing. big girls, yeah, yeah, okay, might, be a th- might be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, you get those websites where like men like to eat, like watch women eating cake and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows? 
And the <laughs> next match, well, obviously we don't we don't know the real running order because WWE have this weird running order in their head that they like to show us. I'm just going off how I'm seeing the matches online. So yeah. then the next match is TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, you have Brian Kendrick on your draft picks. Yeah, he sneaked into my draft pick number fifteen, the very last pick of the draft for me. And then sneaked onto the pay-per-view, like the week of the pay-per-view with that Cruiserweight match on Raw. And I just yeah. could not have been happier because this draft, the draft for this pay-per-view will be close. And I feel like if he tips me over the edge to win this pay-per-view, uh, you're going to be mad, which is going to be I am going to be mad because then you'll have won two pay-per-views in a row. And that just, <laughs> that just means that I'm never going to win a pay-per-view. Because if you can do it twice in a row, then it's always going to happen. And I'm going to be really angry. But... I don't know. You you were really lucky. I picked Akira Tozawa as my cruiserweight pick because I yeah. assumed that he was going to be like one of the stars of the division, and he's still in Dragon Gate. <laughs> I don't even think he's going to be on Raw until like November or something when he finishes up at Dragon Gate. So that annoys me. But whatever. The thing, the thing is as well. I won the Backlash pay per view by having Bray Wyatt's match Ugh. not be cancelled but actually be a count out victory Ugh. so I got points for Orton and Wyatt and then I got points for Wyatt again against Kane and that's the yeah. only reason I beat you on that pay-per-view as well so I feel like I'm fluking my way through it at the moment which is fine that really bothers me as well a, a real friend would have just went you know what I won't count this <laughs> that's what I think. this is competition <laughs> it's, it's, it, it was a WWE draft where Vince McMahon said, in the spirit of competition. And like, we're doing the competition, so. Your Vince McMahon sounds like he's out of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All of my impressions are accidentally, like, completely wrong. <laughs> um, so, well, what do you think the match is going to be like? I think it could be good as long as they get, like, 20 minutes. They need the time, yeah. Hopefully, 100%. if it's on right at the beginning of the show, it'll be a good crowd warmer. They'll have 20 minutes, and it'll be just like a really good match, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um, Put it on first. That's what we need. Yeah, we do need that, but I think the WWE aren't smart enough to do it. Maybe it's not. I think, I think Zayn versus Jericho or Cesaro versus Sheamus will be first. And I think Cesaro versus Sheamus going on first would just be... That bad. would be a bad decision. Yeah, I would not do yeah. that. Well, on the running list that I'm looking at, it's second from the top. Right. So we'll okay. see. Uh, next match is The New Day versus Gallows and Anderson for the tag team titles. Uh, the New Day needs to go over for me, not just because they're on my draft team, because the club <laughs> also are. Yeah, that's a conceited pick, I think. Um. But they need to go over because this feud is going nowhere and Gallows and Anderson are less over now than they were before they started the feud and that is not a good thing. Yeah, like they came in they came in so hot and like coming out of the crowd, you know, I'll, I'll always like that. And yeah, exactly. They look like nowhere. legit badasses and now they've just like, they've stooped to the New Day's level every week by just being yeah, but these a comedy act. Yeah, like uninteresting comedy as well. Like the sort of comedy that just does not translate beyond what might be going on in the dressing room or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I personally do not get it. I don't think any of their stuff's been good. So, I think it could still work if Gallows and Anderson win tonight, but in a really convincing, clean way, and they look, they look 
like killers. No, because I feel like what you're doing there is you're bringing like their New Japan experience and like all of your experience of seeing them in New Japan. No, table, I'm just saying is... that like when ho- I'm just trying to get across that hopefully the way the characters are that when they're in a big match situation they know how to just like switch it on and they go away from the comedy. Yeah, but the fact that they're in the comedy in the first place seems to indicate that that's not the gimmick. Like AJ Styles is that gimmick, isn't he? He's kind of like a bit goofy and a bit of a loser and then he'll just win and yeah. win and win. And I don't think that Gallows and Anderson are going that route. They're, they're too characterised at the minute. There's too much on them. There's, there's supposed to be too many things at once. Yeah, I guess. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan and I think, you know, the New Day... <sighs> yeah, yeah, but it always bothers me because it's, it's, you know, it's really not their fault. Yeah, but it's the WWE who's booking it, so therefore we're just like we have to assume the worst, which is that they are just a comedy. Well, I still like Gowers and Anderson. I want them to win. So there. Okay. Uh, Well, (laughs) actually, I'd I'd rather have it be like Vince McMahon comes out and suspends both teams, so you don't get any points. Something. Wow. Ludicrous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The next match is the triple threat for the women's titles: Charlotte versus Bailey versus Sasha. Uh, this one's one that I hope gets cancelled because <laughs> on, the, on the way to the ring, the pyro accidentally sets fire to the to some part of the arena. Oh, I thought you were going to um, say sets fire to one of them. There, I was like, Jesus! No, <laughs> no, that would be brutal. Um, they're they're all on your team, obviously, for the draft. I think the match itself will be entertaining. I'll be rooting personally for. Bailey, because I feel like if Bailey wins, having been added at the last minute, that can set up Bailey versus Sasha better than having Sasha win. Can I think Charlotte has has to and probably will drop the belt tonight? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I I really don't have a pe- a preference of who wins this one. I think because I'm just like not I'm, a part of me is not that interested in the feud, and another part of me likes all three women. So. I'm just like, yeah. whoever wins, I'm good with. Uh, what I'm quite worried about is the stuff I've been hearing about this storyline online, which bothers me somewhat. Um, right, which what, I, what I've heard is that the the whole feud is to get Dana Brooke over and she's going to be like the star. <laughs> and that really, that really, that really what? worries me because it, it, no normally way. I would say that that's ludicrous, but it is WWE, and they and they like the people they like, and sometimes it doesn't matter, as we can see with Roman Reigns. Yeah, but that is insane. Maybe, maybe not. We'll soon find out. So uh, okay. it'd be interesting to see if Dana Brooke gets involved tonight, if she screws Charlotte out of the title, and then what happens on Raw tomorrow. In regards to the women's title, hey, at, le- at least we're interested, I guess. About what happens, um, but yeah, fearful. I yeah, fearful is is what is how I am as well. Uh, the thought of Dana Brooke being like the star of that division when she can barely wrestle is is worrying. Yeah. <sighs> so, next match is Chris Jericho versus Sami Zayn. Another match that could be quite good, just as long as I both think- guys get their stuff in. Yeah, I think that this match will be match of the night if TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick doesn't get as long as it should. Interesting. Very yeah, interesting. I think that I, I, I think that Jericho's been doing enough good work character-wise that if he carries his character through the match, Zayn wrestling-wise will be able to pull out something really special from Jericho, which we haven't seen for a while. 
And I know that both of them are probably in a spot where they want to prove themselves a little bit because Jericho's probably thinking he should be in the title picture given his recent performances. And Zayn's definitely got to be thinking, why am I just like lumped into a random match on a pay-per-view again? So hopefully they pull it out. Yeah, I don't know if it has match of the night written on it, but I think it'll be pretty good nonetheless. I genuinely think TJ Pegg's versus Brian Kendrick, the women's title match, or Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins could be the matches of the night. But a lot of potential, shall we say? Lots of potential. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. And the next match is Rusev versus Roman Reigns for the US Championship. Another match yeah, where yeah. you have both guys. Yeah, in comparison, like last the last match, Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho, both guys are on your side of the draft lottery. But oh yeah, we didn't mention this- that. Yeah, this this match is a title match, which means I get double points because I get the winning a title match and losing a title match points, which are worth slightly more than winning the normal yeah, pay per view match. Yeah, you get those for the New Day versus Gallows and Anderson as well because you have both of those yeah. teams. Yeah, exactly. So, with regard to the match itself, I'm looking for it to be booked in a sensible way because I don't need it to be booked in a way that will benefit me, and that means I want Rusev to win because. I don't want Roman Reigns to be US champion, basically. No, and I feel like Rusev has the potential to be like one of the best heels that the company has. Yeah. But if he always just loses to like the guy, then he's just another body, isn't he? Guy. Just another just more <laughs> meat on the roster. Yeah. Like and you've got it... to you've got to you've got to have him do something special to make him seem special. And to yeah. me, that's beating Roman Reigns clean. But Yeah, 100%. I think even if they went down the route that they did a few years ago when Reigns faced Jack Swagger and they have Reign, uh, when Rusev faced Jack Swagger and have the Reigns pass out in the accolade yeah, so that he loses, but he doesn't lose by his own will, if you get what I mean. He doesn't lose because he's tapped out. He doesn't lose because he's pinned. He loses because he's passed out, refusing to tap out, which is still putting him over. Yeah. I think that's the perfect that's the perfect finish to the match because we all know how much they love Roman Reigns. I think then Rusev goes over and he doesn't go over as strong as he needs to be put over. But I mean, they can get there with him. They they seem to be surrounding him with the right sort of caliber of person to make him seem important at least. Yeah, definitely. Like as a long term project, I think he could definitely be what you say, which is a the, one of the best heels in the company. Then next we have Cesaro versus Sheamus in the final match of the best of seven series, the best of boring series. I hope that this ends within five seconds of the bell and that Cesaro beats Sheamus within five seconds in like a fluke so that there's somewhat of a story to come out of it. <laughs> yeah, not because... rarely will you hear us say that we hope a match doesn't happen, but. It yeah. might be the only thing that could add interest to this lame yeah. duck here. Yeah, like after 20-minute matches for the best part of the past five, six, seven weeks, um, both on and off TV, yeah. as well as the matches they had before then, we don't need to see them do that again. So yeah. having a quick finish, even if it's Sheamus going over with the, the bro kick straight away like he did on Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, whatever it was... At least you've got like some sort of gimmick to come out of it of being like these guys are so equal that it took a little bit of a fortune or a little bit of luck to get them through the final hurdle, so to speak. 
Yeah, and I and I feel bad sometimes trashing trashing this storyline because under normal circumstances we we'd be begging for people to get yeah. these sort of matches yeah. that they're having. But when yeah. you're just putting two guys in the ring every week and they're having the same matches, they're pretty, you know, they're very similar. It just yeah. it just gets a bit stale and I just feel like it's one of those things where it was booked with good intentions. Yeah, it was like the wrestling purists booking, you know, like you put two guys who are pretty hard hitters. They're both passionate about advancing themselves as characters. They're really talented in in ring technicians, um, solid hands, that kind of thing. You put them in a best of seven series so they can both show off how good they are. Yeah, they, there's just two problems. One, we'd seen it for like four weeks in advance of the seven series starting, and two. No one's interested enough in either guy right now because we haven't been given a reason. They've just been walking out, having a match, going home. Yeah. Well, I obviously hope Cesaro wins because he's on my draft picks. Yeah, I but... hope Sheamus wins because he's. Not you just on... said you hope Cesaro wins in five seconds, so don't even go there. Okay. 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 I'll call you out on that bullshit. <laughs> I'm just um, trying to rile you up, which actually works. So. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship will be our main event. Um, Kevin Owens is on my draft picks and Seth Rollins is on yours, so this truly he was number is one. the grudge draft match. Pick, yeah, he was draft pick number one of the entire draft because I won the coin toss. I picked Seth Rollins out because I believe, as he believes, that he's the man. Um, I believe that on this pay-per-view he will not win the title and it's just a question of whether or not Triple H will be the guy to make that happen yeah that's true I do think Kevin Owens will win um, which is good news for me in my draft picks but we'll see how it goes down I you know I have a I I'm a, a bit question. of a wrestling purist, so I always hope that these matches go like 20, 25, 30 minutes and then someone wins clean. That's just yeah. how I like and to then do all things. The, yeah, all the shenanigans can happen after the match. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yep. Yeah. WWE Raw General Manager Mick Foley said there'd be severe repercussions for Seth Rollins if he interrupted the match last week. The severe repercussions haven't happened. Is it possible that tonight we get Seth Rollins winning the title and then Cesaro, who wins the match, the best of seven series, wins the title from him seconds later, courtesy of a Mick Foley call? I mean, that would be good. But again, maybe he's given WWE too much credit. I know, but I just feel like, you know, there's... If, if Mick Foley could even cost Rollins the match, which would kind of side him with Triple H in a weird way... And add another dimension to that long-term storyline. It would also give Rollins like all the motivation he needs to be that red-hot anti-hero, where he's he doesn't care what people think of him, but people love him because he's speaking out against the people in charge a lot. It just depends. I, I I hope they don't have this kind of mass bullshit finish. <laughs> yeah. But like, it it seems like it could be at least interesting moving forward. Like, that would give you a reason to watch Raw the next night. Why, Foley? Why? Or why Why did this happen? Or Cesaro's a new champion or something, you know what I mean? But at the same time, all of those results kind of shit over Kevin Owens as the champion, which is already happening 
through the fact that he doesn't seem to want to doesn't seem to be able to win a match properly. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully tonight he'll win clean. But again, I yeah. hate I hate that we're down on WWE so much all the time. But past precedent would tell us that they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. So yeah, yeah. it's not like I, they have much evidence for the contrary. Yeah, the, the, this is the thing. Like, I look at this card and I look at the names and I'm like, these matches are going to be really good. Every single one has the potential to be a really top, top draw match. It's just the way that the characters have been presented recently or the way that the booking has gone recently, you don't expect it to be a great show overall, which yep. is kind of unfortunate. Like, a main event of Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins is like an independent wrestling fan's wet dream. You've got TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick in Cruiserweight Division, Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. These are like top draw matches, which would which would sell you on any pay-per-view if it was a pay-per-view not by the WWE. Mm-hmm. But because it's by the WWE, you think, oh, this might happen, this might happen, and that'll ruin it, and you get a bit down on it, like you say. Exactly. It's a, a vicious cycle of shit yeah, <laughs> that's what WWE is. Um, but you know, I'm all for. I I will always be the first to say, oh, that was you know they did something good. Um, but it just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I think to to give them credit, like I say, they've put the right names on the pay per view. Can we just we'll give them credit for that? That's good. Yeah, they've definitely they've definitely built a card that on paper seems very strong. I'll give them yeah. that. Yeah, it's now it's just all about. Match time, running order, shenanigans. We'll we shall see. Yeah. I can just imagine Vince McMahon backstage, just like veins popping out of his head. <laughs> He's so excited by Cesaro versus Sheamus. <laughs> Two athletic guys just going at it. He loves it, doesn't he? He does. I also think. Um... <laughs> knowing him he's going to be really really high on the main event as well which which seems which would indicate to me that he'll have shenanigans occur I don't know though we don't know what's going on in the backstage as much as we like to think we do so yeah yeah in my head I just have like Vince McMahon sat backstage all the time watching the monitor and he's just like popping out of his seat and shouting down the mics <laughs> stuff, like, that's that's how I imagine, but but in reality, he probably just says a few words and watches the show, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just have this image of him like calling everything on the fly, and people are like waiting to hear what he has to say. Okay, well, I believe that we're both gonna it, the the pay per view is on at like one a.m. UK time, so yeah. we're both gonna do our best. I usually tap out pretty early. Um. I did that with Raw this week. I watched it for 35 minutes and then turned it off and went to sleep. Well, no one can blame you. Yeah. With that shit show. So. I, I shall try and carry us through the pay-per-view, though. After, if you tap out at some point, I will continue to tweet about the pay-per-view. So follow us on Red Ink Wrestling at Twitter. Yeah. Um, follow us. We'll be tweeting, I guess. Yeah, if I if I leave then Joe will carry on I mean to, for me it all depends on how exciting it is if they open with that cruiserweight match and then go straight into something else and then go straight into something else then I'll I'll definitely follow it through but 
it's when I get these big long talking segments followed by a video package followed by something else and I'm like okay I'm done yeah fair enough see you there bye Showtime! Woo!